Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Tyrrell History and Comment. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Wednesday, February the 1st, 2023. I have spoken how our founding fathers had noted all of the issues with governments across history and tried to avoid the weaknesses. Case in point, in the year 1327, Edward III is crowned king because he's the son of the recently deposed king. The whole affair was political between England and France. The queen was of French descent. She and her lover wanted to rule in the place of the king. They stirred up opinion against the king. He was disposed, and 14-year-old Edward is crowned as a puppet king for the first few years. The debacle had nothing to do with the general welfare of the people, nor their best interest, but the welfare of the ruling class. Many of our political discussions today could be viewed in the same light. A patent is issued by the state of Georgia in 1788 to Isaac Briggs and William Longstreet for a steamboat. The patent is unique in that it's issued by a state. This was before the Constitution and federal patents. Article 1, Section 8 grants power to Congress to grant patents and copyrights. Julia Ward Howe was born into a somewhat wealthy family and reasonably well-connected socially. She was privately educated and exposed to poetry from a young age. Poetry is what she is best remembered for. It was common in the middle 19th century to routinely write words to popular melodies. The Civil War is raging, and a popular song in the North is John Brown's Body. A friend suggests she write better words to the tune. The result is the song we know today as the Battle Hymn of the Republic. But not so fast. The tune's origins are questionable and may have been a spiritual or a sea shanty. What is certain, the tune and the general pattern of the song were present in church camp meetings well before the war. But Howe gets credit for the final version of the song, which in full form has five verses. The first facils of the Oxford English Dictionary covering A to Ant is published in 1884. The total work is massive. A facile is a portion or chapter of a work to be published as a serial. A common concept at the time, there will be 125 facils published before the complete work is finished in 1928. One note, J.R.R. Tolkien worked as an editor for a couple of years on the section from Waggle to Warlock. Waggle is a verb to move or cause to move with short, quick movements from side to side or up and down. If you think about it, you know the word. A dog wags his tail. Property developers have been around for a very long time. In 1887, Harvey Wilcox of Kansas owns 120 acres of land northeast of the small southern California town of Los Angeles. He subdivides it and begins selling it off at $1,000 per lot. Today it's known as Hollywood. But like all good stories and by extension films, there are a couple of plot twists. Some sources say Wilcox was a prohibitionist, certainly some of his family was, and envisioned a town based on his sober religious principles. Closely related but then not related, Thomas Edison constructs the first motion picture studio in 1893 located in West Orange, New Jersey, because New Jersey was where Edison lived and worked. Edison had every intention of building a film monopoly, and for a few years it worked. But others wanted in on the media, and the weather in New Jersey is not fit for filming for months at a time. The film industry will try Florida before settling in Hollywood about 1908. 
California is much more ideal as the weather is generally warm all year and there are fewer rainy days. Still in Hollywood, director John Ford is born in 1894, a pioneering Hollywood director. Ford may have been the single force that brought John Wayne to stardom with the 1939 film Stagecoach. Russian leader Boris Yeltsin is born in 1931. Yeltsin was the first Russian president after the fall of the Soviet Union. He held the top spot from 1991 until 1999. Vladimir Putin is the second and has served for over 20 years. They do not have term limits there. One of the titles of the office is Supreme Comrade, which is in fact an oxymoron. The Voice of America begins broadcasting programs aimed at the Axis powers in 1942. Some consider it a power for good and others just another propaganda source. Just in this case, our propaganda. We could argue that the U.S. does not need a government propaganda source. We have the mainstream media. We could further argue the difference is in some countries the government controls the media and here the media controls the government. I tend to believe the latter. RCA releases the first single record ever, a 45 RPM disc in 1939. The big improvement was the newer records were made of vinyl instead of the traditional shellac. The vinyl produced a cleaner sound. RCA also colored the vinyl based on genre. Green was country, contemporary pop on black, and children's records on yellow. Walter Cronkite was paying his dues as a broadcast journalist, having begun on a national scene as a war correspondent during World War II. In 1953, he begins hosting the historical reenactment program, You Are There, on television. The series will run from 1953 until 1957. Texas Instrument was more widely known in the 80s than today, but they are a major manufacturer of the integrated circuit. In 1959, they apply for a patent on the device. The Beatles climbed to the top spot of the U.S. charts for the first time in 1964. The song, I Want to Hold Your Hand. The New York Central Railroad and the Pennsylvania Railroad merge on this day in 1968. The two major roads serve many of the same cities from Chicago, St. Louis, and Northeast. The result was the Penn Central. The plan was a disaster from the beginning and lasted just three years before the government-owned Conrail took over Penn Central and a gaggle of smaller Northeast railroads. But the merger was not the only factor. There were multiple deregulation acts that allowed railroads more freedom to operate. The Penn Central was the largest corporate merger in U.S. history at the time. With the Shah of Iran in exile, the Ayatollah Khomeini returns to cheering crowds in 1979. This marks a major milestone in Western relations and chance of death to America. The Shah was more friendly to Western ideas. The cleric Khomeini wanted more of a pure Islamic society. David Letterman debuts his late-night show in 1982. Bill Murray is his first guest. This would have been after Caddyshack and Stripes and well before Ghostbusters. That's history and comment for the first day of February. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.